0: Hi everybody, my name is Tom, thanks for being here this morning to celebrate Christmas with us. We thought we had my microphone fixed, but apparently it's still misbehaving, so I'm sorry. Um, Like I was saying, thank you so much for being with us. These are my friends, this is Ben and Marie, they're going to introduce themselves here in a minute. We are going to share some stories, as you see on the screens, of, of hope and joy and peace and love. Those are the things we traditionally think of when we think about Christmas and what Jesus brought when he um, lived lived among us, and unfortunately, there was supposed to be a couple other people up here with us. The Yovinos, Paul and Taylor, were going to share their story of hope through the tumultuous pregnancy that Taylor just had and the birth of their daughter Quinn. But they have some illness in the family, so they're not going to be able to make it. And maybe we'll get them to share that story at some other point. Um, but or if you see them personally, check in with them. It is a it is a very encouraging story of hope. So. I'm going to ask Marie to get us started, and she's going to um, share some of her thoughts and her story for us. It should
1: be on. Hello. Okay, there we go. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, so I'm Marie. I've been a member of Crossroads for a long time. <laughs> joy can lead to all of that, I thought it must be worth a shot. So fast forward to a few months after my dad's death, I literally found myself at a crossroads in my faith. (laughs) I had been raised Catholic, but had been attending a congregational church for several years, and my children were baptized there, my dad's funeral took place there, but something was leading me to believe that I needed to be more spiritually fed elsewhere. And it was then that a close friend talked to me about her new church, Crossroads, John chapter 15, verses 10-11, through 11, it states, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This serves as a good reminder that we always have joy with us if we are willing to stop and recognize it. Although I had a strict Catholic upbringing and spent many hours in the pews of our church, I never really made the connection that my true joy came from God until
2: Ben and so if you don't know me already so I struggle with uh, chronic anxiety and also insecurity so I've been here at Crossroads for my entire life but um, to be honest until I was 19 I never really gave any thought to God um, I didn't believe much about much of anything about myself or the world around me which left me being uh, pulled along and always living in the past Um, About two years ago, an event occurred which let loose in my mind all I was holding in, and I was sent into a very dark place. So this idea of God was really my only option, and I began searching for answers while in a chaotic state of mind and deep restlessness. So, and I was very good at hiding it. Um, So peace was foreign to me, and I quickly began believing that Peace was only for others, and I was too far from finding peace or hope myself. And so I was, def- but I was desperate. So I kept searching for this peace that was a myth to me. And yet I was lonely and isolated. And after two years of praying and uh, learning and working, I never found it. I never found the peace that God promises. Then one day, about two one or two months ago uh it struck me so i had spent all this time learning and building my knowledge of god but i didn't know him at all so uh, so i was looking for pretty much i was looking for the peace but not the peace giver so i had finally understood that god cannot give peace apart from himself he offers himself nothing more nothing less and that's why we celebrate this holiday So, and he wants me, not what I can do for him. So after a bit of time, I, for the first sincere time with a sound mind, uh, invited Jesus and the Holy Spirit to clean up this mess of a mind, spirit, and uh, heart I have. So um, And at that moment, I felt peace, I felt true peace. So now I've actually held back on learning of him because I know plenty. And (laughs) and uh, he's he's
0: not kidding. He knows a lot about (laughs) the Bible.
2: (coughs) Uh, So I've actually been slowing down now and searching for him in prayer, uh, understanding who he is in my life and doing things with him and not for him. Uh, And I'm not nearly as restless. Uh, Burdens from my past began lifting and I'm improving with my anxiety, insecurity and fear of abandonment. I'm still dealing with a lot of things, and I probably always will be, but Jesus has made me a new person and has changed my name. Uh, he has been teaching me about the son he says I am and who he is as a father. I can now call him by many names, and one of them is Peace. And I have hoped to know that there are many more names that I will be able to call God by in the future.
0: I'm good. Thanks, guys. really appreciate you um, opening yourselves up in front of, in front of all, these, all these people like that. So my story, um, all my life, I've felt this need to make a difference. Right? And that's not near as altruistic as it sounds. When I was young, it looked like I needed to make my mark. Right? I wanted to make a name for myself. I would actually get anxious if I thought people wouldn't remember me or if I would just, you know, time would go by and no, I would, nobody would know who, who I was. And there's nothing admirable about that at all. It was just prideful. I wanted to be seen as more than I was. And as I grew up and I got a little bit older, it became about money, right? I'm like, I'm gonna make as much money as possible. And I rationalized it in my brain. as like, if I make a lot of money, I can give money away. But again, in hindsight, the sad reality is, is that I liked my big corporate salary and my company car and my expense account and my big bonus checks. I just wanted to be comfortable. I, I have vivid memories of rationalizing really big decisions for financial reasons that were not good at all. And again, it's, it was my desire for comfort, and nothing, nothing admirable. Um, so that, that need to make a difference is something, it's act, it is a good thing and it's hardwired into all of us. But I took it and I made it about me. And it wasn't until I realized, learned, discovered that the single best thing that I can do to actually make a difference is the opposite of what I was doing. And that's love. right? And that's not sappy Hallmark card, love actually, spelled L-U-V, love, it's like real love. The kind of love that works for the good of another. The kind of love that works for the good of another, no matter what the cost. The kind of love that works for the good of another, no matter what the cost. And even if, especially if that person disagrees with me, or dislikes me or would even want to do me harm. That kind of love is the love that steps into to the middle of the mess. It steps into the middle of the mess of life and it brings all the resources that it can to bear in that mess. That kind of love does not run away when the mess gets messier. We have the single greatest example of that kind of love and the historically verifiable person of Jesus Christ. Jesus, an infinite, divine being, stepped into our mess, the mess of humanity, and he came as an innocent, vulnerable, helpless baby to step into our mess, to show us what that kind of love is, and he lived the life that we all live, with all the pitfalls, with all the temptations, with all the struggles, with all the betrayal, all the treachery, all of it. And he did it perfectly. And then he died an innocent death. He was executed for crimes he didn't commit. And he did all of that for our mess. He is that love. He wants us to experience that love and he wants us to share that love. And that's why, like Ben said, that's why we celebrate Christmas now I still, um, I still struggle with pride I still struggle with the desire to be comfortable but one of the many reasons why I'm so grateful to be a part of a community like Crossroads is that I'm surrounded by people who exemplify that kind of love who support and encourage and challenge one another that kind of love is a real thing Right? It exists in the person of Jesus. He came so we that we might know what it is and so we might grow closer to one another and live out that love. Hope, joy, peace, love. The things that Jesus brought with him when he came and he walked among us. You guys help me thank them.
3: the choir and that get all reorganized. We are going to sing Silent Night after Tom reads a passage from the Bible. You guys all have your candles. I'm just going to give you some instructions on how to light it and not yourself. Okay, so someone is going to light the end candles. You, you, if you have a flame on your candle, you hold it upright. You do not tip it, right? The person next to you who doesn't have a flame, they tip their candle and get the flame, and then they become the person that holds it upright for the next person, all right? Please be very careful. If you have kids, parents, just I'll leave it to you to supervise, (laughs) supervise the flame. Uh, The choir have sung Silent Night or Ben or someone at, at the end of every Christmas service for as long as I, Eve service, as long as I can remember. Today, we've added a little twist, okay? So I just need you to be prepared. It's very easy, follow along. The choir, the words are up there the choir will lead you. It's just an extra chorus. The rest you should be able to follow along, okay? Thanks, Ben. Does does
0: everybody have a candle that wants one?
3: Everyone have one? Yeah, okay.
0: This is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, starting in verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.